Royal Wrestling Club. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an impromptu, very brand new debut edition. Something I'm gonna be, we're gonna be doing from a couple, once a month maybe. Um, this is gonna be the Attitude Era throwback edition of the Royal Wrestling Club podcast. What we're gonna do is we're gonna review a old match, a pay-per-view, whatever, which, whichever one we decide to do. Um, normally, I will have other people. I have my other, I'll have my co-host with me, and I'll have another guest. I might have my brother. I might have my one of my old friends just with me so we can enjoy watching an old match and relive it and just go back and point out certain moments and pay-per-views and matches and things like that. So with it being WrestleMania just passed, I've decided to review with you guys my favorite one of my favorite wrestlemania matches of all times this will take place wrestlemania 17 um sold out houston astrodome um by far the best one by far in my opinion the best wrestlemania card front to back from the opening match to the main event this was a loaded wrestlemania um the match that i'm gonna be covering is the main event obviously it is stone cold steve austin versus the rock for the wwf at the time but wwe title um this was also the turning point in stone cold's career this is where stone cold went from being the beloved babyface to Selling his soul to the devil, as one Paul Heyman said. Um, everybody who's anybody knows that, in my opinion, you know me, you follow me. I've plugged this promo that they did for this match in everywhere. I've always said this is one of the best promos they've ever done in the history of wrestling, WrestleMania, you name it, this pay-per-view, this, this promo was epic, truly epic. From the theme music to the Limp Biscuit, My Way, how that was incorporated with the, with the promo for this, how they pretty much had Stone Cold come back and his journey back from his injury, from his car, from getting hit by the car and his recovery back to this place and him winning. And if you watch the Stone Cold biography, the, the Stone Cold Truth on the WWE Network, it tells you, he explains to you that he didn't feel... 100% about this man, like 100% coming back, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't too comfortable with this, but he did say that how he wanted to do something different, he wanted to do a heel turn, um, he then said in retrospect, he wished that he didn't turn heel, he wished that he would have just, you know, had the same build up, and then next thing you know, he goes back, he stuns Vince, 
instead of aligning himself with the fence. So what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna go over, you know, I'm gonna review, watch over this match. Um, I would play the audio, but don't know if I'm allowed to play the audio, you know, with copyright infringements and things like this. So what I'm gonna do ladies and gentlemen is I'm just going to go ahead and go right into the match, shall we? So match starts. Stone Cold came out, rocks out right now, coming out, sold out show. I swear to you, this is, I would love to be at a WrestleMania. I'm looking forward to going to WrestleMania next year. New Jersey, MetLife Stadium. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be epic. I, I really think that this one's going to be a good one. Um, I'm predicting that The Rock will actually be inducted that year, I would hope. Um, there's rumors about other people being inducted but just to be at a wrestlemania would be epic for me i would love to be there so let's see we have rock doing the pose as he normally does and here we go match about to start stone cold is whooping his ass like this is watching this just makes you realize these two have great chemistry together like and that's the one thing that we kind of miss out on wrestling now is the sense of chemistry, the sense of trust. You know, you see a lot of people, you know, in wrestling now where it's it's hard. It's hard to really have these great epic matches and these rivalries like you see Stone Cold and, and The Rock. One of the best rivalries in professional wrestling, you know, this goes down with... Steamboat Savage, Steamboat Flair, you know, this goes down as one of the greatest rivals, if not the greatest rivalry, you know, they have respect for each other, they admire each other, and they've been working on their craft since, you know, and since God knows, and they fit each other perfect, you know, they fit each other perfect, and it was, this is something that you don't see much anymore. You know, I think the the only, I mean, you still you still have okay rivalries. You, there's very few that you have nowadays that it's like a great rivalry. I think, you know, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens is a great rivalry because theirs was, theirs was personal, just like with um, Champa and and Johnny Wrestling. It's personal. You know, that reminds me of the Triple H and Shawn Michaels rivalry. Those rivalries are personal. Those are the ones that are the great, are like in the top five just because they are personal. This one between Rock and Austin is more of a competitiveness. They're just trying to be the best, the absolute best. I remember watching this as a kid, not as a kid, but I remember watching this as a teenager, watching this and just was so into this. I remember, you know, just reliving these moments and react, reenacting these like similar, you know, I remember when I was in high school, me and me and my co-host, uh, Saad, we used to sit back and have wrestling matches. You know, we used to sit back and have these epic matches and, you know, we had another friend of ours, Brandon. He was he was somewhat of the, the stone cold of the no not stone cold. He was more of the rock. He was more of the rock of this of our wrestling team. You know, I was more of the, 
the Triple H. I was Triple H was my guy at that time. Rock was still like it's all it was always like Rock Austin Trip. You know, these these three were our favorites. Sod had Kurt Angle, that was his boy through and through. But yeah, I remember the mess wrestling matches we had. We were the ones that they had the so please don't try this at home. <laughs> yeah, that that was definitely us. We definitely was was into that. Let me see. I'm just gonna play it. Yeah, I'm just gonna play. I'm gonna lower it a little bit just so you know we can see the not see, but you can hear. And and the announcement on here was so beautiful. Like Jr. and Paul Heyman doing announce announcing this is is epic you know it is one of the greatest commentating duos you will ever catch you know hearing stone cold when when paul Heyman, when paul Heyman, you know was like it's a new champion and everybody remembers that iconic jim ross that dark gold mighty like <laughs> jim ross is uh he he is He's a legend. He's definitely a legend. One of my favorite uh, ring announcers, color commentators. I just love how he commentated. He made he he invested so much energy and so much. He really like, especially with him being a friend of Stone Cold and to see his best one of his closest friends turn heel was kind of like he couldn't believe it, and he sold it like he could not believe it. So, man, this is just an incredible match. It was incredible, like, just, just to see these two go at it, you know. Always was a black, always was, I can rewatch this match through and through, you know, through and through. They, you couldn't, couldn't say nothing about this match to me. This is probably one of my favorite matches, this and... The Bret Hart Stone Cold WrestleMania 13 match. That's when the birth of Austin 316 fully took blast. Fully took off. And another reason why this this is epic is because like I like I've said in previous episodes, I've studied wrestling to a point where I know when certain things happen. And this is one of the first matches. I really studied as far as the, cause right okay. There's a scene. It's right around the three thirteen mark. Three three hours thirteen minutes mark. Uh, Earl Hepner got in Rock's face. Rock got in Earl's face. Rock or Earl Hepner stumbles. Rock kicks him. Cameraman goes to a certain angle. Rock goes down to like pick up something because Earl Hebner had the 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 blade or the thumbtack. I always think that Rock used thumbtacks because I don't think Rock really liked to bleed or like to show color. So I think that he just took a thumbtack and kind of just stabbed in his forehead and just scraped a little bit. Austin, I know Austin would blade. You know, I think Austin would blade. I think he would have the blade and just right there and just go from there. You know, I think that that was one of the one things 
<laughs> These tables were so weak. This table just broke. Like, Rock was on the table and it broke. I have that WrestleMania book, too. There's a WrestleMania book that they that they came out with. It's a it's this big ass book. It's like the history of WrestleMania. I had it. It came with a DVD. I think I still got that book. I don't know if I gotta check and see. But as I was saying, this is when I used to study wrestling. I used to study the the like studied, watched the the punches. Watched the the blading when they bladed. I watched the angles, the production, how they did certain things. And the reason why this is so, this era was so iconic for me, is because <laughs> he's he's punching the shit out of rock. Um, the reason why this is so iconic to me is just because, like. I was a. I used to do these moves. I used to reenact these moves, and it got to a point where I studied and I realized that they punched. They 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 really would hit you, but they would know their strength. Like you know your strength, so you know when. Like Rock was always good for the open. Like the punch, he was so quick that when he punch you. By the time he connects to your face, it was an open slap. That's why when the Rock always used to hit, he used to it used to he used to have that sound effect that that smack that because he would literally like open his hand and smack you with it. You know, Austin had the closed fist, so Austin's punches never made any sound. So, but. You don't, you don't, I mean, it's very rare that you get any, any, any good match like this anymore. I mean, you would get a, uh, you, you'll get a decent match here and there, but NXT, NXT will have these type of matches. These are the type of matches that you'll see in NXT. You, you want, you watch this WrestleMania match, you'll, you'll get a feel for this in NXT, hands down. It's very rare that you'll catch this on the main card now. You know, compare this to the the WrestleMania match from this past year. This looks horrible. This looks like a, a that Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar match looks horrible. Like that that match was bad. Like it was it was bad, but <laughs> poor Earl. Poor Earl. He needs to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. I don't think... I think he needs to be the first referee inducted into the Hall of Fame. Earl Hepner needs to be the first referee inducted. I think... I know that he has um, a history. I think that they don't... They're not at best terms. The WWE and Paul... Um, not Paul Heyman, Earl Hepner. But I think Earl Hepner deserves to be in there. He was. He was one of the... First referees, you know, he's a senior referee, iconic with the Dota, you know. <laughs> Rock sticking his own finger up had to be the funniest thing. Here we go. He bladed. Rep. Austin just bladed. He just started showing blood. 
he went to the he went to the exposed turnbuckle and started bleeding. There you go, Rainbow. Austin is bleeding profusely. So right here, boom. I'm about to say, what is going on? Here we go. Wow. So epic. <laughs> Austin is, Austin sold. Austin was a seller. I love, I love seeing these. Because they, they also sold each other too. They sold each other really, really good. That's the one thing that I'll say about these two is that these two love the art of selling. There you go. Boom. Makes you think, though. Like, I always wonder, like, because you got to remember, this is also roughly around the time that Rock, Rock was on his way out the door. He was he was on his way out. He was about to do Hollywood. So, you know, the next night he, him and Trip Austin and Triple H formed their alliance, and that was Rock's go home go away episode. For sure. Here we go. Mm. Here we go. Austin bleeding on his arm. It's crazy. And I always wonder, like, if I went to, like, one of these big-time pay-per-view events, where would I be seated? I wouldn't want to be seated in the front row. I'd probably be, like, the second or third row. Just because, like, moments like this when, like, they're in the crowd or they're about to get in the crowd or they're close to the barricade, you know? See, that's why, because Rock, Rock, see, Rock knew, Rock knew that he was going to be doing bigger things. That's why he didn't want to play as much. Because if you, like, you see any of the wrestlers that literally used to carve their face, like, Abdullah the Butcher, and I think, like, uh, Dusty, Dusty, Dusty had the marks, too. He had them scars. He had the scars from that on his forehead, and. I don't think Hogan, I don't think Hogan has any, but, you know, but I also think that with the, with the cuts, I think they did like a, a slip cut. And see, the Earl just gave him something, but I don't know what he just gave him. I think he just gave him something to, to, to bleed more. 
then gave him another pin or something for him to bleed more. Yeah, he did. He did. Because right when Austin lifted him up, you see all the, you see more blood coming from him. Since crimson red. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here you go. Nope. Sharpshooter. I hated rock sharpshooter. I hated rock. Because it wasn't a sharpshooter. It was not a sharpshooter. I hated when rock used to do that. I hated rock sharpshooter. It goes very similar. Austin's, Austin's sitting up very similar to the WrestleMania 13, but it's not that iconic. He's still bleeding, though, too. He almost, he's almost at the ropes. Nope. I just hate it because, like, if you see how Rock does it, Rock never, he doesn't apply the pressure like you need to. Like when you put the sharpshooter on, you're supposed to lock the legs. Like your your right leg is supposed to literally like your ankle is supposed to go right in the middle of the of your kneecap. Like the inside of your kneecap is supposed to go right there. And then you're supposed to sit like I just hate it because rock just try to connect your ankles. He tried to like hold your ankles and then do it. It just was, someone someone put me in the rock sharpshooter and I literally let's just sat there and laughed the whole time because it was no, it was no pressure applied. Only tapped out one time when I used to do wrestling like this. Only one time. See, Austin's doing it right. Austin's doing it right, but that's because he learned from Brett. <laughs> he learned from Brett, obviously. But I remember wrestling when we used to wrestle at the the house. Um, I remember I was the one that never gave up. I never gave, never ever gave up. But the one time I was put, I was putting a submission and I hate the submission hold. The rings of Saturn. That's the one submission hold that like you honestly, you can't tap. You have to turn around and say, I quit. <laughs> Damn, I love JR. JR's commentating is priceless. Here we go. Here we go. Another sharpshooter. Austin's doing another sharpshooter. Do another sharpshooter. Oh, oh, damn. Like, yeah, Rock had to, he had to do that again. He had to blade one more time just so he can bleed like this. And I think they drink water too. Austin's pissed. <laughs> Gave him the finger. 
love the reps. The reps used to, Earl Hebner used to really get into their ass. Like, just used to cuss them out. <laughs> He's like, get up. Get up. Million Dollar Dream. Back when he was the ringmaster. Yep. thing I like about like the fans at the WrestleMania is, is it's so live like it's you got people from all over the world there and this is one like there was no <laughs> and it's a funny how Rock does the same counter that Brett did when Brett was in the the, the million dollar dream he went up the turnbuckle and flipped over but so so iconic these fans this this atmosphere so iconic and these two when they used to exchange when they used to exchange punches was phenomenal I think the next one that we should do then I should cover stunner stunner i hate rock stunners it was so cheesy like he didn't even connect he didn't even like lock it he just he stunned you like how austin stunned how austin used to stun stunner women um but no i think i think that we should do i think the next one i want to do is the hell in a cell armageddon the armageddon hell in a cell the six man I think that'll be the next one to cover. Here comes Vinny back. No chance. <laughs> like, <laughs> Vince McMahon during this time was hilarious. And I just, yo. WrestleMania always had long ass entrances. Like walks from the main from the entrance to the ring. Oh my god, these entrances is long. You look at this one, this one. Talk about Here we go. Spinebuster. <clears throat> Who has the greatest spine buster? I would say Farouk, because Farouk's spine buster is always like he didn't care. Farouk's spine buster, he threw you down like he just didn't give a damn about your soul. Nope, oh, spine buster. Here we go. I love Rock Spinebusters because we always knew what that was leading up to. We know what's coming up next. The People's Elbow. 
Like, I always wonder what, like, if you got the elbow, like, the elbow pad, would he, like, find out, like, oh, who's the one who got the elbow pad? Or would security be like, yo, like, we want you up. Here comes Vince. Here comes Vince. Right there. Right there, Vince. They they pretty much knew something was up. The crowd was like, what the hell's going on? And I love when Rock, like, Rock's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Run, Mids! Run, Mids! Here comes Austin. Rock bottom. Rock bottom! Kick out. It's like right when you're seeing this, you're like, I remember watching this and I was like so taken back because I'm like, wait, what is going like? What what is going like no this 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 can't be real like Stone Cold and Vince working together I loved and when the reps get knocked out it's the funniest because they're anticipating getting hit so they kind of they're bracing themselves it's it's hilarious low blow. This is when we found out he's calling for the he's calling for the chair. He's calling for Vince to bring the chair in. It is like we I remember watching this like wait what like no wait no like rock rock like lower don't get hit with the chair don't get hit got hit it's like oh my god. Yes, it's like JR said, I would have thought The Rock would have done, but he didn't. I remember this. This was to kick out. Here we go. Look. See, <laughs> Live when I I remember watching this and I wish I still had the tape. I wonder if they got the Blu-rays of these. But when Austin, when Rock kicked out, Austin was banging on the mat, and he literally said, "Goddamn shit, motherfucker!" And he was like, "Shit!" Like that's exactly what he said. Like it was, it was the funniest thing I've ever heard. Like. Watching back, watching it later, when I had to be on VHS because I had recorded this, watching it over like that was just incredible. Because it was like, yo, like they didn't, like he literally was like, shit. Stunner. No one sold the stunner better than Rock. Nobody sold it better than The Rock. Every time he got hit with a stunner, no one sold it better than Rock. No one sold it better. 
here we go. Take the chair. Still can't believe it. This is one of the most epic turns in WrestleMania history. I think this goes down as the biggest turn in WrestleMania is watching Stone Cold turn heel and align himself with Vince McMahon. I don't think there's ever anything topping this at WrestleMania as far as shock value. Well, no, the streak being over, Undertaker streak being over was probably the shocking, the most shocking thing to happen at WrestleMania. But I think that, I think shock value, Austin turn, um, Austin turning and joining versus forces with McMahon is hands down number two, number two. But before the streak was over, it was this. This was the number one. This was shock value. He's beating the shit out of the rock. And the crowd was just so they didn't know what to think. Like the crowd erupted because you got to remember they're in Texas. They're in Austin's home state. But and I love this Stone Cold theme music. I love this one. I love that disturbed one. That disturbed stab up. I love that one. This is my favorite Stone Cold theme music. Second would be the the one that he had when he joined the Alliance. That love that one. Jim Johnson was the like the man when it came to the theme music for for wrestling. Jim Ross is losing his shit right now. He is he's going off like pissed off cussing Stone Cold put a beer down next to the rock and gave him the finger. Only Stone Cold would do some shit like that. Only Stone Cold would do some shit like that. Only Stone Cold would do some shit like that. Only Stone Cold. Only Stone Cold. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was the WrestleMania 17. Took place April 1st, 2000. That was <laughs> April Fool's for everybody. Um, but if you wanted to, you can always go back. You can relive it. This was just me reliving it. Just giving my opinion on certain things. What made that match to me stand out. Why I love this match so much is because... It told the story of Stone Cold and The Rock, as everybody knows, these two have had arguably the big one of the biggest rivalries in all of sports entertainment. Um, it was always Stone Cold always got the one up on Rock. Um, they wrestled three times at Mania and Austin's won two of them. Um, and just seeing 
them go at it. They've always told a great story. This one was just a story of, you know, Stone Cold having doubt. And that's why he aligned himself with Vince because he he doubted himself. He didn't think that he could win this title from The Rock. The Rock was on a momentum. He was doing his thing. He was electrifying the crowd. He was he was over, you know, and to see Stone Cold align himself with Satan himself, as what they say Vince is, really shifted a lot of the foundation and the and the upcoming events to 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 follow. You know, you had the this was the beginning. Stone Cold then joined forces with Shane and Stephanie to form the alliance, ECW, WCW. Um, then you had The Rock come back. The, and when he came back, they brought the WCW title. Booker T had it. And the rest is just goes on in history. But this is a monumental moment because, like I said, you don't never, you would have never thought in a million years you would see Stone Cold Steve Austin align himself with Vince McMahon, his biggest rival. Um, the man who literally, for years, was giving Stone Cold hell and Austin was doing the same event. So to see them two line up, it's kind of interesting. It's time, definitely, definitely a must-see. Um, so ladies and gentlemen, this concludes, well, I won't even say it's going to conclude because there's still a few bit more tidbit of information that I wanted to go ahead and discuss with you guys. Um, tomorrow will be part two of the recap of the shakeup, I did do one earlier on. This will be the recap. The recap part two will have the co-host, my tag team partner in crime, uh, as that he will be here. Aside, he will be here to give his 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 recap of this shakeup. Um, but this right here was a special edition that I wanted to do. We will be, like I said, we will be coming to you with a lot of these events, a lot of these. Um, episodes these shows that we're doing it's really it's really true wrestling fans coming out just expressing their love for the for the entertainment for the business um i am like i said been a big fan of wrestling been following wrestling since i was roughly about six or seven i want to say younger than that because i remember old videos i remember old wrestlemania's Old SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumbles. You know, I remember watching wrestling. I remember when I was a kid being, having all the wrestlers and having my own pay-per-views and story modes and storylines. And I used to record the theme music just so I can have them when they came out to the entrance. So it's just, it's, it's good to just watch and relive, especially when we're going to do shows like this and, and segments like this where we're going to be reviewing old matches or pay-per-views or we might even do an old Raw, you know, SmackDown, shows like that. We're going to touch into WCW. Um, we might dwindle a little bit in ECW. But for the most part, it's going to pretty much be a WWE, WWF Based, I think there's gonna be a few times we will touch on NWR, not NWO, WCW, NWO. Um, 
but other than that, hope you enjoyed this. It's first time doing it, so I'm gonna, you know, I'm getting a feel for everything. Everybody, please um, send me your thoughts, send me your thoughts, your comments. I am open to any type of opinion, suggestions, improvements that you think need to be done. I'm all willing. I've been getting reviews. I've been hearing a lot of things, but I just want to hear more. I want to get more intake. This is for not just for me, but it's for the fans. You know, it's for the wrestling fans. And I want to make sure that I deliver the best. We deliver. My team delivers the best product that we can. I have a lot of big dreams that I want to do for this. And I'm hoping that with your help, with your contribution, with your feedback, we can get this going. So once again, this is your truly the franchise Chi. This was my WrestleMania 17 Stone Cold versus The Rock recap flashback, throwback, attitude era episode. I will catch y'all later on another on another day. Flip side, you name it. Um here. So ladies and gentlemen, signing off. Catch you later.